Well, welcome to Up the Arts, Stuck Indoors with me, Thomas McGill. The Arts and Culture podcast showcasing some of the best ways to spend your time at home at the moment. So that means we're going to be chatting about literature and movies and TV and what's streaming online, both for free and also for a small fee. But we're also going to be talking about things that you and I and we all can do in order to keep seeing at home during this difficult time. And of course, this is perhaps a time like no other when hundreds, uh, when loads of us are at home with very little to do. There's no theatre, there's no pubs, there's no cinema or family to visit, gyms to go to. So quite literally, we have hours of spare time. So what could you be doing to make some of that time as productive as possible? Many will spend it catching up on books that have been in the corner for, well, quite a while. Some will watch TV. But what about if you decided to write a book? Some say this pandemic could lead to a boom in self-publishing. Well, with me today is Rutger Browning. He's CEO of Story Terrace and joins me now. Hello there, Rutger. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you uh, for having me on the show, Thomas. Thank you for taking the time out um, to uh, to chat to us. First of all, tell us a little bit about Story Terrace. Yes, very simply put, Storytellers helps people to turn their life story into a book. And we do that using professional writers. So across um, markets, we work with uh, over 600 professional writers that we match with people based on their um, background and their personality. So is that a kind of a, a ghostwriter? Is that a ghostwriter? It is a ghostwriter. So they're all ghostwriters. Um, most freelance writers have multiple jobs. Um, so some of them are authors and they work with us as a ghostwriter. Some are journalists and work with us as a ghostwriter. Some um, write content for, for businesses and work with us as a ghostwriter. So there's a wide variety um, of, of roles that a lot of writers have to, um, to kind of make ends meet. So you're certainly steeped in that world of publishing and, and authors. So you, you've got your ear to the ground. And I it's kind of obvious that, of course, more of us, when we're spending time at home, are going to, to use that time to read and to get at and to access books that we wouldn't perhaps traditionally um, go to. And already I'm hearing that um, book sales have rocketed in recent weeks. What have people been buying then? Yes, it, it 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 does sound very logical. I personally, um, I had to uh, adjust to working from home, and it seemed quite busy the first period. But now that I'm getting used to it, I'm also starting to think, um, you know, what, what books um, can I can I start reading, especially over the weekend? Now that we have to stay at home. Exactly. Well, what what is popular, and how has that growth? How have we seen that growth manifest? Um, the growth that we've seen as a general trend over the last years is that, especially for, for printed books, um, that memoirs and biographies are growing incredibly fast. Um, over the last five years, they've grown by 23%. So that doesn't include um, the, the period that we're experiencing right now. It will be very interesting to see whether memoirs and biographies continue to be so important or whether actually people want to indulge in more fiction during this time where. We're already looking at the same four walls for uh, many hours a day. 
I think Waterstones have already said that they have seen sales soar by about 400%. And what was interesting about what they said is that it's these longer novels and the classics that people are turning to. That really surprised me. I I thought people would have been looking for more kind of shorter books, bits of um, uplifting, more modern writing, but that doesn't seem to be the case. Perhaps it's sort of that that list that people have that they're now trying to get onto that they haven't gotten onto for years, and that includes some classics or maybe they give some comfort uh, in these uncertain times. But I, I'm mm. I'm with you in the sense that uh, I think uh, going a little bit into different directions and trying out something new could be fantastic uh, over the coming weeks. It definitely is a, an opportunity, and of course, since we're at home, as you quite rightly say, another opportunity is that opportunity to actually try and write something I know I've always had it in the back of my mind I want to write a book but I wouldn't know where to start are you seeing that there's a uh, more evidence that people are going to use this time do you think to to do that um it's definitely evidenced in in our sales in general there's been a longer term trend where a lot of people have always had in their minds that they want to write you know, a biography or, or some family memoirs. Um, um, but what we've seen in the last few weeks, of course, when um, the, you know, the the crisis really broke out um, and with the business, we were concerned uh, whether people were still interested in our service. Um, we do a lot of um, interviews at people's homes normally um, mm-hmm. for their books, um, but we have switched that to video calls and phone calls. And actually, our, our sales have grown faster than, than ever before over the last couple of weeks. So um, if that's anything to go by, um, we, we are seeing that. And I'm sure more people are also trying at home um, to start writing for themselves yeah well i mean you can you can make lots of mistakes and it doesn't really matter when you're just writing it for yourself but if it's going to be something you intend to publish what sort of tips would you suggest people um take on board whenever they begin to write um really start with setting objectives um a lot of people are trying to set too many objectives with their books they want to reach many different audiences they have different kinds of messages that they want to bring across and uh, it's very hard for your book to find a place uh, when you, when you do that so definitely think about that up front who do i want to reach what do i want the message to be what kind of other books are, are out there um that are successful um in that same genre or in, in that same direction um you obviously shouldn't write the same book but that will be incredibly helpful to think about um the other thing that we do for people that are nor, you know, that are first-time authors, um, mm. we work with a with a questionnaire um, where we basically get people to jog their memories if it's an autobiographical story um, to make sure um, that they get into the right frame of mind and they start making some decisions around what matters most like to them. A, a questionnaire of um, around the book, around the idea, or around their lives and in general. How does that work? Um, that's around their lives because we are focused on on, on biographies or autobiographies. Um, it is around people's lives. When, when we work with people that are looking to publish their books, um, we at the start of the project, we also discuss you know, who would you like your audience to be? Um, um, how can you best reach that audience? Uh, which messaging? Um, so we go a little bit more into depth than when it's, uh, say, a family memoir. And, and who would use... A ghostwriter. Could I use one or is it famous people and celebrities? You often hear of them having ghostwriters to turn their story into something a bit more compelling. 
So actually, I set up StoryTerrace to make sure that anyone can access a ghostwriter. I regretted myself that I didn't record my grandparents' life stories. And then I realized how many incredible writers were offering their services on, on freelancer platforms. And so from there, uh, I saw that there was a lot of high-quality writers available. And I created a service so that anyone um can access them. And what we do for our clients is we look at their personality and their background um, and what they try to achieve and then match them with a writer um, that they feel very comfortable with and that can very well write in, in the style of their voice. Sounds a bit like a dating app. <laughs> it, it is. Right. We um, we definitely um, think that we are more precise than Tinder um, or Grinder in terms of how we match people. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's the book written. The next, the next challenge, of course, is then trying to get it published. And traditionally, that has been an absolute nightmare to to find a publisher. But nowadays, we 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 can self publish, and you suspect that that's going to grow as a way of getting books out there as well. It's been growing incredibly fast, and um, last year, self publishing grew to 1.6 million new books by, by 40%. Um, so it's 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 an astonishing growth. Uh, and it's fantastic that so many people are able not only to write their own story, but also share that um, with others. And uh, obviously, Amazon is, is, is the main place where people do that. But interestingly, what we're seeing is um, there are many, many more um, places and ways for people to start uh, self-publishing. What always fascinates me about that is it's okay to self-publish, but how do you get to be able to tell people that your book actually exists on Amazon or Blinklist or Wattpad or any of those platforms? You know, that stage that the publisher often helps with is missing from the self-publishing or am I missing something on that? No, that that's absolutely right, Thomas. I mean, if you just place your book on Amazon and you're not famous, it's highly unlikely your book will be found unless perhaps you write on a very specific topic that a few people will be searching on and where there are very few books on available. Um, for example, if uh, two months ago you had written a book about the coronavirus, probably people would have found you. Uh, but if you'd written about anything else, you get a little bit lost in those 1.6 million books that were, were published mm. last year. Um, so there are different ways to go about it. One is you can do it yourself and you can read up about um, how to work with keywords, how to get reviews on your first books, how you can give away some books. Um, so people... Uh, may start talking about your book and and basically climbing the ranks of of Amazon. Um, what we do for some of our clients and which other people obviously do as well is you can work with someone who's experienced uh, in terms of helping you um, get found by the right readers that are interested in your topic in any event. Um, so they are very experienced in how to work with these keywords, who to give your book away to, um, etc. How to um, um, make a discount, for example, on, on an ebook early on in your uh, self-publishing journey. Right. Okay. And and when we do self-publish, does that mean that we also actually create a hard copy, a, you know, a, a hardback or a softback, or is it a book that's there virtually for people to buy on reading devices, like Kindles it's or both. whatever? 
right? Yes. So okay. it's both. Um, so um, and um, that's that's all made all very easy. Um, so it's called print on demand. So if I uh, were to buy a book that was self-published, I could choose whether I would like to buy it as an ebook and read it on my Kindle or order um, usually a soft cover book uh, to my home. And do you have to be rich to self-publish? What sort of costs are involved if you're just someone at home at a time like now that's probably struggling financially? This might not be an option. If you write your own book, um, you can publish it at no cost. Um, uh, and basically Amazon, which is the largest platform, but there are others, they will take a cut of the sales. Oh, I see. That's how it works. Right. So there's no outlay initially from, uh, from you as the author. Correct. So if you don't use a professional editor or a professional writer, but you do everything in-house, um, then, uh, basically you can do it without spending a penny. I did not know that. That absolutely makes it much more accessible to so many people, doesn't it? That's that's really good. If you're, you know, if you're a novice and and not mon- not a lot of money around. Absolutely. So, and I think that's why it's been growing so fast, and and I believe it will continue to grow uh, more and more. I was chatting to your your colleague earlier, and also once it's out there, and so, you know, there's been some examples of self published books being picked up and turned into TV and turned into shows by Netflix. It's rare, but it can happen, can't it? Yes, there are actually because um, there's such a war on content, especially in the US uh, between Amazon Prime, Netflix, Hulu, Disney. Um, those platforms are looking for original content and they are looking for either unique stories or they're looking for authors uh, that they like and they want to write a specific story. Um, So people do get picked up and and can get picked up. But obviously when there's 1.6 million new books, um, uh, that's, that's a small portion. Absolutely. You mentioned there the art is about writing about perhaps a topic that not many others are writing about. Are you aware of any gaps at the minute where people could, uh, you know, with any opportunities, I suppose, where people could be writing in order to get noticed? Oh, that is such a, a fascinating question. I guess there are so many. I, I, I don't have, a, have an answer, but I, I would say there are so many ways um, for people to decide what they want to know. In general, I would say if people are looking for a specific topic, they rather hear from someone um, that is um, close to their own situation. So in that sense, um, th- there's probably room, a certain niche for everything, but I, I wouldn't be able to say there's a huge gap somewhere specifically. Well, you said the thing that I've been uh, told many times before, uh, write what you know, write about what you know. That's that's the key. I Absolutely, think, it? it's also more enjoyable when you write about something you you actually know, and and you can spend more time on researching it and gathering other uh, opinions. Um, it's it should be a very enjoyable process. So you're behind Story Terrace. Have you written a book? Um, I am in the process of writing a book. I was supposed to Excellent. meet my writer uh, in April, and now we're having to switch also to uh, to doing video calls. Okay, so are your ghostwriters then available to do that? The business is carrying on and probably busy at this time. It is actually very busy and and we are carrying on. And um, even though the majority of our projects used to be a a writer going to the client's home and and both 
sites really enjoyed that. Um, we're having a really good experience now doing it with video calls where we can offer people a more choice of writer. In the UK, we have over 150 writers and now um, geography is, is not a constraint anymore. Absolutely. Well, Rutger, I hope our chat has given some of my listeners uh, food for thought and there might be more books being added to that 1.6 million uh, self-published books in the coming months and, and years. If they're interested in perhaps getting a ghostwriter, how does how can they do that? People can reach Story Terrace um, through our website, which is Story Terrace. That's T-E-R-R-A-C-E.com. Excellent. Well, I suspect you might have some people genuinely interested in this and, and contacting you. So thanks for, for having a chat with us. Great pleasure. And we're looking forward to hearing from them. Well, that's certainly given me some food for thought. I'm not sure about you, but I may be trying to put pen to paper within the next couple of weeks. Let's see how long... This lasts that I'm uh, trapped at home. Hope you enjoyed that there from Rutger Browning from Story Terrace. That's it for this program. Thank you for continuing to listen, download and for sharing uh, our programs. I really do appreciate it. And of course, continue to check us out online. We're on Twitter at Up The Art Show. And also send me some ideas and some suggestions for other shows and areas that we should be talking about via our email address, which is upthearts.show at outlook.com. And of course, the website, upthearspodcast.com. Until next time, we are trying to get programs out as quickly as possible, covering a whole range of different subjects. So we're intending to release a program every Monday. Wednesday and Friday evening for the time being. I hope we're able to do that. Until next time, stay safe 